Welcome to the Oakcrest Podcast Channel. Oakcrest School in Vienna, Virginia challenges girls in grades 6 to 12 to develop their intellect, character, faith, and leadership potential to thrive in college and throughout their lives. On today's podcast, Director of College Counseling Miranda Johnson dives into Oakcrest's college counseling mission and describes how we assist students through the college application process. So I want to move a little further into my vision for college counseling here at Oakcrest. Uh, I really have most to do with high school. Um, I am happy to have meetings with any parents, any age. Um, I think it's always something that we can discuss. Um, but for each year of high school, I kind of have a word associated and that kind of, you know, informs the kind of preparation um, that I have in mind for each grade. So for freshmen, it's exploration. You know, this is casting the, the, casting the net wide, right? So this is really dreaming big, you know, encouraging your daughter to think of every possible thing she could possibly want to do, but also doing it with knowledge, right? So if your daughter comes up to you and says, I'm applying to all of the Ivy Leagues, okay, you know, take that in stride and said, that sounds good. Now start looking. What does that entail? You know, what kind of, you know, things you have to work on in order to get to that goal? Um, so that's really, you know, for freshmen, that's what we want to do. We want to encourage that kind of in, uh, interest and curiosity. Also encourage the pursuit of interests. Um, encourage, you know, attendance in clubs as well as leadership opportunities, volunteering. Let them explore, find the things that make them happy and make them have fulfillment. So moving into sophomore year, you know, you cast that net wide, net, net wide and then you're bringing it back in. And this is the inspection year. This is really when you're looking at that net and seeing, what did I catch, you know? Um, really look at it, see, you know, I call this kind of the focused dreaming stage, right? You're still exploring, but now you're kind of reeling it back in and really seeing, you know, what are those interests and how can I move forward? This is also the year of the PSAT. You know, it, it, it hits real quick at the beginning of high school. Um, you know, you're gonna start preparing for the standardized tests. You're also gonna, you know, focus on academics. Um, I'm really excited that here at Oakcrest, I get to start talking to students from freshman year because your application for college starts freshman year. You know, your academics for all of high school are shown. Um, so academics are very important as well. Again, you know, finding, diving deeper into those interests, really getting those activities in place that she, she's interested in. So then when, once you're applying to college, you have them ready on your activities list. So junior year is really the preparation year. This is a big year for college counseling and for college um, application preparing for it. So this is, I'm gonna keep going with this, the net metaphor. So you cast your net wide, you bring it in, you looked at it, and now you're picking your catch, right? So now you're making the decisions, you're making your list. You're gonna start narrowing down that initial exploration into a list. So this is the first time you're really gonna have a solid college list. Ideally, by the end of your junior year, you have a pretty solid list that you're going into and you're, this is where you're applying. So this is also where you're gonna match metrics in the sense of you've taken the PSAT one or two times, maybe you've taken some other standardized tests. You have a pretty good idea of what your GPA is here at Oakcrest. And so that's when you can kind of start seeing, you know, where your daughters fit on that scale um, when looking at colleges. You also are gonna start working on essays. And don't worry, I am very, I communicate very often with you and with the students throughout this whole process. So, you're really gonna, you're gonna work on essays, you're gonna work on the standardized testing skills. So that once you're done with junior year, 
ideally junior year, the summer junior year, this past year is a little different. You're gonna be visiting colleges and doing that um, process. So then in senior year, it's the action year. This is when you know, you're doing minute details, finishing essays, additional essays for colleges, and you're hitting, hitting the very scary send button, right? So it's a very intimidating button for some students to actually be like, I'm done. I have nothing else to do. So um, yeah, so that is, that is my view for College Counseling Oakcrest and kind of how we progress through it. Um, I'll go over a little bit the junior and senior year. We have a checklist and really resources available because those are very much the heaviest years of having um, things to do and you know having a timeline. So I think the so my professional background really informs my counseling. You know, I have a background in career services as well as admissions, and that's really, I feel like, a, a huge benefit I bring to Oakcrest. Um, so here's kind of a sneak peek from the other side of admissions. Um, colleges are looking for independent students who fit their missions. Um, when I say independent students, what I mean is that they're students that, are, that can hit the ground running. Um, parents, you've already done a really excellent job in picking Oakcrest. I was incredibly impressed when I interviewed here just the breadth of coursework that, that Oakcrest offers and just how exceptionally prepared they are academically for that next step. Um, so, you know, you have the independent student part covered. So they're gonna be able to hit the ground running. Colleges are interested in that because they have a very small amount of resources available to help students in that initial stage. Um, so just, you know, being prepared, being ready, that's really gonna help with the college admission process. So they're also looking for students who fit their mission. Um, I really love mission statements. I think it says a lot about what the schools are looking for, but also, you know, their trajectory. It kind of informs a lot about the college as well. It's a great tool for students to use when narrowing down colleges, but it's also a great tool for colleges to use when narrowing down students. When I would read applications at George Washington, I actually had the mission statement there because it was such an important aspect of um, medical school that we, our mission says we're there to um, help educate physician citizens. So that meant they had a lot of volunteering. They're very involved in their community. So I was looking at students and comparing them to see how they fit that, inter that mission. Every college is gonna be a little different when they're using their mission statement. But I think it is a really great tool that is underutilized. There's also, I have a lot of questions of, okay, you worked at Ohio State, how do I get into Ohio State? Well, there's no magic perfect equation. I wish there was, but there's not. Um, and the, the reason behind that is that there's this human factor. Schools will use the SAT and the GPA to kind of narrow down their applications, but at the end of the day, a human will be reading your daughter's application and you can't, you know, you can't account for that. Um, the person may be reading, they're like, oh, I know that exact activity, you know, I did, you know, I did soccer too for that many years. Maybe I know that exact small town in Virginia. They really, they find a, a connection there and that's what makes a difference. Um, you'll see, um, we have a resource called SCORE, I'll introduce it a little bit later, but they have scattergrams on there and you can see students that are outside the average SAT every metric and they still get in. And that, that is the human factor. As well as I wanna make a note about how every year is also is very different. Right? So schools are looking at your daughter, not only is she a great fit for this university, but is she a great fit for this university in this class we are building in 2022. So every year can be different. Um, so just kind of keep that in mind, especially if you've had, you know, 
daughters that go through or sons that have gone through college admissions before, every year is going to be different, particularly I think from this point on, just because of the optional testing and kind of how that's going to be um, factored in future years. Um, I like you know talk a little bit also about metrics, and this is just saying you know typically metrics are still very important. Um, so that's why I like to talk about high school, you know how all of high school is really important, as well as you know getting the PSAT done, getting the SAT done. But at the same time, not all institutions do that. Catholic, Catholic the Catholic University of America is one example. So they've been test optional for a while now, this is not new to them. So they're very used to everyone switching. They're like, oh, we've already done this. Uh, Furman University in South Carolina is also another school that has done this. There are quite a few that have already done test optional. So just kind of keep that in mind as you start this initial process. Networking is so important. I don't know how networking kind of went out of fashion, but it is so important. Um, when I was in college, I had to really encourage my students to go out and you know talk to your teachers, make a connection with people. Um, you know, meet the admissions representative. I would be at, um, I would be at events representing, you know, Ohio State, and I'd have students come up to me and say, hey, I applied, you know, I'm still on the wait list, you know, I'm still waiting. And that connection, I would go back to my director and be like, I really liked her. I think she was a great applicant. So, you, you know, never underestimate the power of meeting people and talking. And so, you know, they know Oakcrest, they know her name when they're looking through those applications. They may even be the person reading their application. In my case at GW, I was the person reading their application and they didn't, they didn't know that. So especially, this is also especially important for senior parents for uh, spring semester when your daughter may be waitlisted. Kind of come up with reasons to contact them. Always have a reason. Maybe you attend a Zoom meeting or something, you have more questions. But, you know, being able to, again, just remind them like, hey, you know, thank you for the Zoom meeting. Um, I had this additional question. By the way, I'm very still very interested in, you know, University of Virginia. Just another point of contact that they can remember you by. I want to make another note about advanced placement and kind of how colleges look at it. Um, AP classes are a great test of academic rigor when comparing schools to each other. So that's really what I feel like they're, they're looking at. They know the test is similar and it's, it's the same for all AP students. So when they're looking at it, the No Crescent, you know, gets a five in Spanish here. You know, this Franklin, this Fairfax County student gets a four in Spanish there. They know like, okay, well, they, they took the same AP class. They kind of, it just it gives an idea for it. It's a, it's a comparison tool. Um, they do get a profile for Ocrest that beautifully describes our wonderful curriculum here. And it is, you know, it's an amazing curriculum, but it's just, it's just one other tool that they use like the SAT, ACT as well. Uh, I also wanted to let you know that I always work with the Office of Academic Advising as well um, when discussing decisions about AP. So your daughter also has an idea of how it fits in Oakcrest, but also how it fits in her next step um, when applying as well. I have a couple of quick notes of kind of what I do and what I don't do in the Office of Career Count uh, College Counseling. I'm a resource for students. So what that means is that students do have a decision and how often they use this resource. Do not fear, I communicate very often. They know exactly when things are going on. But there is that step for them to take that step forward and to meet me and, do the, and use those resources. Um, 
So things I will, I do help your daughter with are essays. I look at common app essays, supplemental essays, as well as those application selections, looking at colleges, things like that, narrowing down their list, as well as majors. That's when I kind of put my career services hat back on and really have discussions with them of not only academic interests, but also how to apply the academic interests in further career areas. Just so they have some ideas, they don't have to know anything. That's another thing. Like you don't have to have everything figured out sophomore year. I wanna make sure you guys know that. Like, this is a process and we have seniors that are still figuring out and that's okay. It's okay to not have a perfect idea of exactly where you wanna go. I also wanna make sure you guys know that I am available. I'm a, I have formal meetings with the juniors and seniors and their parents. And I have group meetings with freshmen and sophomores, just the students, but I'm always available, any grade level, any students, anytime parents that wanna have a conversation with me. So if you have any questions or anything, please feel free to reach out. So here are a couple things that I don't do. So I will never tell your daughter that she shouldn't apply somewhere. So this is a very personal philosophy for me. And it goes back to that human factor, right? I don't know that she won't get in to one of the Ivy Leagues. I, I personally don't know. What I will make sure she knows is she's making an informed decision. She knows exactly, you know, based off her metrics, this is where she stands, based off her experiences, her essays, things like that. I'll make sure she knows everything she needs to know to make a very informed decision when she's applying to these schools and also have a great idea of how much of a reach they may be. Um, as I said earlier, you know, I also, I won't force students to complete checklist items. So those junior and senior checklists, there are a couple of things that are mandatory, like teacher recommendations and transcript issue, like items and things like that. Um, but you know, this isn't a graded part of their curriculum. They don't get a grade in college counseling. So um, just again, I just kind of like to highlight that as well as, a small part about over editing essays. I'm very intentional about how I read your daughter's essays. I make sure that I'm not changing her voice. I cannot tell you how many applications I've read where the supplemental essays are great and they're fabulous and I get to the common, the, the main essay and it's like a PhD and a lawyer wrote it and they kind of milled it together. Well, it's because, you know, there are too many cooks in the kitchen, right? So somehow her voice was lost. So this is just, I'm very intentional on how I read them and how I, you know, make comments. I always make comments like, hey, you know, this section, try rewording it. This is, a, this is the way I think you should go with it. And that's just a way to make sure that it's always her voice that's shining through. Because we do, when we're reading applications, we do notice that. All right, so college counseling is at Oakcrest, but it's not just at Oakcrest. It is also at home. So parents, welcome to the office. I'm very excited to, invite you here and really kind of get you guys ready to have these conversations with your daughters because you really are the first college counselor all of their first ideas their first hopes or dreams or you're going to be the one that hears them and so you know be their sounding board really you know listen let them work through it so when they say i want to apply to all the ivy leagues you know listen to it but with knowledge and with intent right so let them work through it. Let them be like, okay, that might be a lot of work. Okay, well, you know, if they work through that process, it's a really great self-reflection and also just growing um, time for them and really help prepare them for in college when they have to pick their course load and maybe they're gonna over course load and really, you know, time management, things like that. You know, also ask positive open-ended questions. You know, don't immediately um, be like, oh, you know, that's what goes to be, that's a crazy idea, all seven. Also, all Ivy Leagues, that's a, it's a lot. Um, you know, ask positive open-ended questions, guide them. You know, the importance of community. I really believe 
if students have a community in college, that's when they thrive. Uh, it's so important, finding the right fit for your daughter. You know, everyone in here, you know, we all went to college for different reasons, right? Maybe it was for a specific major, maybe it was a location of it, maybe a significant other was going to that college. I was said I was going to Clemson when I was four. I have picture evidence of me holding a Clemson sign when I was four saying I'm going there. So not everybody has that long lasting, you know, obsession with their college, but you know, everyone has a different reason. You know, listen to your daughter, really listen to what she's saying about the different schools. I also wanna make a small point about, you know, the anxiety of this whole process. It's very easy to be overwhelmed. And this is where, you know, this is teamwork here, me, uh, with all the Office of College, of College Counseling here. And really, you know, I will let you know if I think, you know, she's really stressed out. I've tried to talk to her, but I think she, you know, she could use a little home backup and vice versa. If you think that she's really being overwhelmed with the process, please let me know. Um, as well as imposter syndrome. And this is really, you know, this is really, you know, feelings of inadequacy, right? The, I see this a lot where students that are entirely capable of much more, you know, competitive high ranking schools, they're like, well, that's not me. I can, I can never actually go there. And it happens a lot with, you know, some of those really top Ivy Leagues, Notre Dame, some schools like that, that they're just like, oh, I never would get in. I don't think I would fit. And I will tell them like, no, you're, you would fit. You know, if you want to, it is definitely an option. Um, so, you know, you know, kind of be on the lookout for that, kind of, that self-doubt, you know, it's, it's a huge part of this process as well. So college counselors, the first thing we really look at is creating a college list. This can be as simple as starting with a location, you know, urban versus rural, how far away is it from home? It was very important for me to be able to go home for a weekend. So I was only two and a half hours away. Um, you know, really ask those kinds of questions. My sister, Dr. Elizabeth, Elizabeth LeBone, drew a line across the country and she said, I will not go north of that because it snows and it's cold. And that she, she drew a hard line. So, I mean, sometimes it's, it's as silly as that, but it, it, you know, the weather can, you know, help your happiness. How large of a university is a big issue, you know, question as well. Ohio State has over 60,000 students on campus. Thomas Aquinas College has 350. So if your daughter's really enjoyed the small atmosphere, their teachers knowing their name and really being involved in every aspect of their education, a smaller school may be a better fit. Also, what kind of institution? Religious, maybe they've enjoyed all women's education, liberal arts, tech school, research opportunities. You know, what kind of community lifelines are nearby? Um, is your family nearby? You know, is there a Newman Center? Is there other religious organizations? Is there special, you know, specific clubs? All of these things really add to that community aspect and really help students do well once they go to college. There's also, once you start having that list, it's narrowing it down. Typically, students will apply between four and six schools. There is no cap. I don't ever put a cap on anything. I just want you to keep in mind that every additional school is another application fee. It often has many have extra essays as well as additional deadlines. So just kind of keep that in mind. Um, but again, I'll never put a hard stop on it. So when talking about majors, I get a lot of questions of, should I look for a major that satisfies my academic curiosity or when I think I can get a job afterwards? And the, I mean, ideally the answer is both. And I really think it is always both. You just have to ask the right questions and really prepare ahead of time. I was definitely that person. I was a history major, Italian minor. I did not have a direct career path after college, but I found my way. So, you know, if your daughter likes biology, 
you know, ask some follow-up questions. What exactly about her biology classes does she like? Does she like doing the experiments, the hand-on, the technical aspects of it? Is she really enjoying the classroom discussions? You know, maybe she wants to do something more academic instead of more like, you know, technical bench work, um, working in industry, something like that. And it's not saying that your daughter has to know what she wants to do, you know, I know I'm inviting you guys here. I have some sophomore parents here as well. And it's like, hi, welcome to college counseling. Let's talk about the rest of your life, right? Let's talk about your daughter's life. But it's just, you know, thinking about these questions now, when she's thinking about her major, you know, picking a major really is gonna help her along the way. And I've had countless number of college students tell me that they wish they had put some thought into it in this process. I've also had students tell me, you know, I want to go to medical school, but I don't know what to major in. I want to be a business major. So like having a career area, that's fine. Like that's a good way to go as well. I've also had people say, you know, I want nothing to do with math. I don't really care what major it is. I just want nothing to do with math. And then again, the ones that have no idea, and that's okay. It's okay if we get to our senior meeting and they don't have a major, they don't have a favorite school. It's okay. Like everyone has their own process and their own timeline and we'll work through it. And that's what I'm here for is to really help in those cases of, you know, kind of discernment of figuring out where they wanna go. So kind of an action step for this slide for you guys is, you know, start exploring and at, any, at any grade level. Start looking at college websites, even specific department pages. Often times people will look at the admissions page and never really get to the department pages. But the department pages have a lot of really good information. Sometimes they have alumni bios and kind of like, what are they doing now? And it kind of gives you an idea of what that biology major at Clemson may have gone on to do, as well as internships and shadowing opportunities and kind of, you know, getting, you know, opportunities in the summer at universities. Just seeing it in a different, seeing universities in different light rather than just going to visit in the summer as well. Also be aware that you can apply to different majors in the same application process. Maybe your daughter really likes um, the communication major at UVA, but she's going to apply to the English major at Virginia Tech. That's fine. You don't have to apply for one major everywhere. I do want to make a quick note about the undecided majors. Um, it can be a, you know, it can be a really great avenue. It just really depends on two things. So one is that sometimes schools, when they have an undecided major, they have a very small amount of students they'll take for that major. So it may make that application even more competitive um, to get into that major as well as that, that undecided major can be very different depending on the school. I'll use Ohio State as an example just because I know it pretty intimately. They have an entire major called exploration and that is the undecided major. They have advisors and staff and a set curriculum that really helps them explore and look at the different majors. Some schools you may be in this weird little gray area and you belong to no one. So it may not be very helpful to choose undecided at that school. So just kind of look into it and look at their website and really see what the curriculum is like for those majors. I want to go over real quick a little bit of the resources um, on Ogress Connect as well as um, some additional ones. So we have checklists. Um, they're up there now, they're up to date and active. So for juniors, uh, really the first hard deadline is that I'll start meeting with juniors and their parents in December and on into the winter um, next semester. But you know, it also has suggested timelines for looking at colleges for start thinking about essay topics. You know, so there's some kind of not hard deadlines, but some really good information about how to start and when to start, you know, some of these aspects of the, of the application. So senior year is very detailed. Um, the fall is very busy on their, on their checklist. It has test registration dates. Those are on 
a junior checklist as well for SAT and ACT, as well as it has specific dates for college counseling. So these are gonna be dates that, you know, you turn in essay um, drafts to me so I can read them. You turn in your common application to me so I can check it. So just different things that this is a part where um, your daughter really needs to look, you know, kind of meet me there. So I have these deadlines. So if she would like me to read her information, she needs to send them to me by that date. Freshmen and sophomores at this time, we don't have a formal checklist, but I'm interested to see how this year goes and kind of maybe creating something, kind of a, a think sheet kind of thing. So you guys have a resource to be able to use. But as I said, you know, this is time to, you know, explore summer programs at universities, look into the leadership opportunities, kind of find her interest in her and like pursue them, as well as, you know, focus on those academics, as well as relationships with teachers. Even in sophomore year, teachers will write recommendation letters for college. So a lot, a lot of them are from junior year, but they can be also in sophomore year. So really start reaching out to our amazing Oakcrest teachers because they guarantee they want to talk to your daughter as well. And, you know, just start building that relationship. Always check Oakcrest Connect and the College Counseling Newsletter for any updates or events. Um, that is the majority of how I'll get information out to you. If there's a specific deadline or anything, um, if any sophomore and junior parents are here, you got my PSAT email. So I will email you when there's a specific date and timeline and things like that when it's pretty important. I wanna do a quick uh, note about SCORE. So SCORE is a website that we use that is a college and career exploration tool as well as allow, gives me a lot of tools for counselor communication. Students will have a profile and they can actually put on their must haves and no thanks and kind of start that application process. So for me, my must haves, I want to have a history program. I wanted to be, you know, Southeast. I wanted um, a bigger, you know, not a huge school, but not a, a small school, kind of a Goldilocks school right in the middle. And I wanted a football program. I kind of wanted to have a big, you know, football experience. Uh, my no thanks, I wanted to make sure I was nowhere where it would snow. So again, you can put it location-based. I did not want a small school. I did not want a private school. I want to be a state, typically I wanted to stay in the state institution so I could get scholarship benefits from that. So SCORE will take what your daughter puts down and suggest colleges for her. So if she really doesn't have an idea, she typically has an idea of what she doesn't want and hopefully has an idea of what she does want, but typically they have an idea of what exactly they don't want. So this can really help in that kind of suggestion process. There's also a part of it that will let you filter and kind of go through all the categories and kind of play around with that and search as well. Parents can actually have access to score as well. And this is really useful because you can go on there and you can actually suggest colleges to them. I can suggest colleges to them as well. Together, we can have 40 colleges that we've suggested for your daughter, but it has a really great workflow process. So we have all of our suggestions. Your daughter will go to the list of 40, pick her five she actually likes, puts them in interested. She then can move them to applying. It'll have every deadline listed. And so this is important because you can also help them with time management and really staying up to date on those timelines. She'll then move it to applied. And then, you know, that's off her book. She hits send. She's done with it. So as a counselor, I can see that progression, which is really helpful because I can, you know, when we get to November and I've seen a couple of seniors not move that much, I'll be like, hey, how's it going? Kind of check in with them. But also, you know, I can use it for communication as well. I'm, I'm um, organizing representative visits for colleges. They're all gonna be virtual this year, as well as send documents, so transcripts and letters of recommendation through the system as well. 